when it goes through you. Yeah, most of this is recording. There it goes. It's called like the loop, loop of self-importance. So there you have attention and interest. You've got plenty of it. You're never going to run out. It's not like you got a quota on Sunday and then, oh, I spent too much attention on that fucking TV and now Thursday I've run out and then you just sort of either have to borrow some attention or whatever like that. It's like an infinite quantity. You know, there's no quantity to it. You can't say, I have just so much attention and so much interest to give things. That's not true. It's always it's never ending. And so you put a, where was I? Just lost it there. Here, wasn't it? <laughs> Jesus, I would stop going there by here. <laughs> oh, here. So here's the interest attention. It's called the loop of self-importance. It's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. So my attention basically seems to move out of this thing and goes to other things. Yeah? I can't really put attention on the space in a sense. I will usually travel through the space until I hit a thing. To an object, like a tree or a person or a bird fly by, yeah? Sort of like looking at a giant chalkboard, your attention will go right to the white little chalk dot that's on it, yeah? All that blackness, you won't really be able to get it, but when there's a dot put on it, that's what you see, yeah? You see the dot. Because that's how we're, we're built perceptually, the body is. So the attention goes out and hits a thing, doesn't attend to this. <laughs> All this is sort of just called nothing, whatever. It's just space, but it's not given much due, let's say. And then it goes, but right as soon as it hits a thing, it sort of stops there, yeah? And then the attention stops there, and then it's drawn back almost like you threw a yo-yo. It comes back, and every attention that goes to a thing refers back to this thing, Yeah? So you may be you may be attentive to 150 different things today, but the, all that attention is going to go back to one thing, you. Yeah, this. So the attention goes out, it hits a thing, and then it's sort of back. It, it's sort of like uh, a wave. It's like a, a sound wave, you, and it bounces off and goes back. Yeah, ping like a ping. So here it goes. Goes there, stops at that thing, and as soon as it stops, at, hits that thing. It refers back to this thing. So now I'm seeing Deb. Yeah? The recognition of the seeing Deb is dismissed, and the interpretation, the mental, the mental process produces, it replaces it. So you don't feel the seeing, or sense the seeing. You get a, a, you get a sense that's produced by thinking you're the seer. Yeah? So then all my attention is used to reinforce the loop of self-importance. Yeah? So if I see five things, they're all going to refer to one thing. If I see 800 things, they're going to refer to one thing. Yeah? If I see 1,000 things, they're going to refer to one thing. If I see one thing, it's going to refer to one thing. Yeah? It all gets brought back here. And now the attention and interest hits here. Yeah? And it, it, let's say it, goes, it pierces, it goes in to the inner thing, and it is definitely the inner in this state. Here's the outer, right? The inner that the attention goes to is part of the outer. Yeah? It's a mental product called me, yeah? based on the idea of being you, which is a thing. So when we say the outside and then we go, to, I'm going to go into my innermost self, the innermost self is outside. 
It's still referring to a thing. <laughs> and that's outside. <laughs> the inside would be no thing, let's say, and the outside would be thing. So here it goes, the attention goes out, which it does, it hits things all day, and pings back, and as it's moving, it has the possibility of go keep going, so it goes into its own source, which is no thing. Yeah. Attention isn't seen, it doesn't have a quantity, it's not objectified, nor is interest. Yeah. It's, an, it's not a movement, it's not a thing movement, attention and interest, is it? It attends to and is interested in things, but it's not a thing. So now it's, if, if, if the billboard that the mental process puts up, which is you, the you call this idea of being a historical figure a thing, yeah? Usually that's the myth that catches the attention that actually aborts the real game going on, and now it's a different game, an interpretive game. And now it goes back out, and it keep, every time it goes in, it's still out. It hits this idea of me. But if you start entertaining, you may not be that, which is you may not be the thinker, you may not be the feeler, you may not be the doer. That may be a little difficult in the beginning, but you go there. And you may not be all these things, yes, all these attributes you've given to this weird little thing called me, rooted in a thing, you may not be that. What happens is sometimes the attention will go in and it won't be stopped by the idea of you, yeah? Because it's gotten a smell of what it really is, which isn't a thing. And so it goes through, and it goes into infinity, in a sense. It goes into this space you're not paying attention to. And it comes back, the trip isn't just the one way, it comes back, and as it's moving again through this thing, out to things, you sense the no thing. Yeah? The interest and attention brings you a message that's difficult to get out here. Yeah? Very fucking difficult. But it's retrievable by the interest and attention. Not by you. If the, if the interest and attention is saddled with the you, you're going to try to retrieve it by outside mechanisms instead of going this way. Yeah? Because you'll think, it's, this is me, what it hits. It isn't. It's a thing. Yeah? An idea, a thought is a thing. Yeah? So if I, may, if I may just possibly not be that, maybe it's you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired, you hear this message and it may sound pretty good to you in the condition you're in. Well, all right, it goes through, and then it does whatever it does in here. To me, it just like it juices up in a sense. And as it comes through the hose, as sort of like water, when the water comes through the hose, it's not its intention, but its nature is that the hose will get cleaned by the water moving through it, yeah? So the interest and intention will now sort of, it's almost like this can become a storage unit, the body idea, you know, all these past effects and traumas and this and that, all these things that you never dealt with cleanly, yeah? It it's sort of like when the attention breaks through here, it's like opening a window in an old warehouse that has that musty smell. Air starts circulating, and now things start moving. And you just like water, when, when water is dammed, it has a total different sort of nature than when it's moving. Yeah? So now the energy is moving, and the attention now goes in here, 
Whatever it does, it's almost like a bee goes into this garden and picks up pollen from the nothing plants, yeah? the nothing plants, the spiritual plants, if you want to call it that way. And then, of course, it comes back out, but it's got the pollen on it. So you get nourished. Finally, what you were depending this place to do, you become your own nourishment. Yes, Your own state of mind becomes the nourishing point, not outside circumstance situations. They can, they can nourish you and support you, but you're not starved. Only you, you can't find anything other than that. You're now, you're the source now. You're the source of your peace. So let's say if I go into the ocean and I always feel happy in there, the happiness that I feel isn't in the ocean. I don't go there to get it. The experience of going in the ocean triggers a happiness that's latently available. It's just not being exercised. And I found some triggers in my life that do it. And they're great, but let's say you get hurt, that way you can't do the trigger anymore. It's much, much, much wiser to find it in you. Yeah? And to realize when I go in the water, I'm bringing what I'm going to sense in there. I'm bringing it into the water. Yeah? When I go into the relationship, I'm bringing something. I'm not in the relationship to take. I'm in the relationship to express, to bring something in it, so that two of us can get together and watch this weird mutated thing called the relationship grow. That has a quality of both of us. Yeah, it's fed by both people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just certain flavors, but you'll get them. You'll get constantly different flavors when you've entertained the possibility that you're not that, which in my view is what's causing you to be to have this feeling of being bound. Yeah? It's the producer of the irritability, restlessness, and discontent. It's the producer of that mental anxiety. Because next week has no power to affect you. None right now. None. It's not happening. It is absolutely not happening. It has no ability to lay up a whooping on you next week. It's, the, it's your belief and the thoughts about next week that do it. It's your belief. Without you, and without you being in a certain relationship with the thoughts, the thoughts would not have no power over you. Without you being in a certain situation or relationship with the thoughts as you're the thinker or you're the object of the thoughts, if you're not in that position, the thoughts lose their power over you because it was never their power. It was your power being given over to it. Yeah? The act of identification as self gives over to things a lot of fucking power and meaning. Just like the Course says in that statement I like to use, is that you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget the dreaming, that we're the dreaming. It doesn't mean you forgot in 2003. And like you're, it's a, a tattoo of forgetfulness. It's an activity that's a possibility now. It is possible right now for what you are to seemingly forget what it is. Yeah? Seemingly. It, it has to appear to be true to that what, of that what you are, and in, when it takes that thing to be true, it has a reality, because you give your reality to it. Yeah? It has no reality whatsoever. Everything in a dream is dreamlike. The only power in the dream is the dreaming. It's the dreamer. 
Yeah? The only reality there is is lending reality to all these things because it's in an ignorant state. It's ignoring its own nature by being identified as another nature, a physical nature. Yeah? So nothingness, in a sense, has forgotten its nothingness. Not forgotten, it's forgetting. It's an activity. That's what I call selfing. The selfing is the remembrance of self, and therefore it's its reaction would be the forgetfulness of what we are. There's not just a remembering of self. It's busily remembering self to forget something. It's, it wants to forget that we're a spirit and wants to remember that we're a thing so that the dance can proceed. Yeah? It wants to make time real. So how can time seem real when it's chock full of wallop? Yeah? When that next week, if I'm thinking about next week, it produces an effect now, and I'm actually thinking it's ne next week that's producing it. How mistaken can you be? Get the diagnosis correctly. Next week is not happening. Therefore, it has no ability to affect us right now. Not one. Not a single ability does next week have to affect us. All that it does has to be given to it by us. Yeah, that's the whole statement of that thing. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming. And what, how, did we, how do we keep forgetting that we're dreaming? We're remembering that we're the dreamt object. That's what we're taking. We're taking ourselves to be a thing. And like Huang Po, a great master, said, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. End of story, period. No exemptions, no but, if, when, no, if, no, it's a simple statement. Whatever can be perceived, which is unperceived in that body, and so are you perceiving this body, you may call it me, but I call it you. Yeah? And just like you call this you, I call it me. <laughs> So, all right, so me is produced in time, and so it gives, through that belief in time, it gives time the ability to affect it. You don't see it as a statement in the, in the Course? It goes, you and I are the dreamer of the dream, we forgot that we're dreaming, and that forgetfulness opens us to, up to what? That we, but in the forgetting that we're the dreaming, we'll give everything we've dreamt, which is next week, all the power to affect us. Where? Next week? No. Now. Yeah? Every thought about next week ain't touching next week. There's no thing called next week. It's touching this thing now. So, we forget that we're the dreaming, and they said dreamer, but I don't, the dreamer's given too much of a noun. I don't particularly like the noun idea. So, uh, we are dreaming, but we have, we're in the forgetfulness of that. The forgetfulness of that is produced by the remembrance of you as a body. And how else? Do that, you know, investigate it and see it. Yeah? Doesn't mean you'll be totally set free, but there's the possibility starts getting some strength, yeah? Because you start seeing what's going on here. <laughs> so, alright, so now I'm in that forgetful state, and then it says, this is what can happen. In this condition, you can you everything you've dreamt, you'll give everything you've, you've dreamt the power to affect you. Yeah. Everything. 
You don't think you dreamt time? You're dreaming time? Definitely, you're dreaming time. Yeah? When you were a little baby, you weren't dreaming time. Yeah? When you were playing, when you were a kid, if it wasn't an abusive situation, you weren't thinking, will I be playing next week and getting anxious about, will I be playing next week and ruin your playing now? You didn't have that thought yet. It hadn't grown yet. You, all those impossibilities we started to believe, like I could, I could be somewhere else other than where I am and all this shit, that wasn't being entertained. Therefore, we weren't seeking, we were seeking little things, but we, looking, we weren't looking for a therapist when we were two and you know, meditation retreats, and we weren't reading, uh, you know, Adyashanti or anyone else at the time, you know, because there was no, it wasn't necessary. The need hadn't been created or made, yeah? The, the, what was going to produce the need to get relief wasn't producing yet. It wasn't producing the sense of self. That came later, yeah? So... So there's the attention and interest. And where, why would you ever go into next week? Why? The only reason why your interest and attention goes there is it's about you, really. I mean, if it's about someone I'm interested in or a kid, maybe I'll go down for them. But pretty much no one else in the world. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go home and spend two hours thinking what could possibly happen to Stanley, you know, like in 2017. It's just not that fucking... There's no interest in it. The interest, because, it, because the interest doesn't come from that it's an interesting topic, it comes from the sense of it's me. That's the whole freaking honey that it's all covered in. Yeah? It's me. In Buddhism they call it the cherishing of self. It's exactly like that. You wouldn't listen to someone who's bitching about next week for long unless you were going to hope to get something from them, like going horizontal or some, you know, they're going to lend you money. Or For me it was like coke dealers, you know. Certain coke dealers, they tell you the, their whole life story while you're waiting for them to go pull out the bindle and you'd be sitting like a dog waiting for a treat that couldn't reach the table. You know, hey, come on, fuck, I can't stand this thing. But you, they had something you wanted. So let's say you're not in that condition. So someone comes over and is talking about, oh, I really feel I'm going to be fucked three weeks from now. I'm really, what insurance can you take on that? I mean, how can you help someone with a problem that's imaginary? Every time you sit there and start, oh, let's get together and work it out, you're part of the problem. You know? It's like I'd love to be a therapist that really told the truth. It would be, I'm a therapist of what's not happening. I'd have about 30 people booked in a day, and yet they would all be promised an hour, so usually you can only fit about seven, but I knew know what's going to happen. They come in, I go, that's not happening. But no, it's not happening. See ya. There you go. 150 bucks. It's great. I could be rich in about a month. Literally. You know, but no, oh, let's go over it again. Let's see if we can give me a freaking break. It's not happening. How can what's not happening produce an effect? The only thing that can produce an effect is the real cause. That's what, that's what producing an effect. If, it doesn't matter that you don't see the hand connected to the shoulder. If you investigate, you'll see it. You'll see that you're given everything all the meaning it has. Yeah. Not as the meaning that this has been given as Paul, because that could generate guilt and un, un, inappropriate responsibility, but what you are, I mean, the mind is dreaming here, and it's giving meaning to things. 
And yet, it's given meaning to this thing. And now this thing thinks it's giving all the meaning to everything else. This is not giving it. This is the conveyor of the meaning. This is the distribution of the meaning. This is not giving a meaning at all to anything. It's been given a meaning. And it's been given the meaning of being me, which places it in a position of being the doer of everything it has nothing to do with. Like seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It has nothing to do with it. Thinking, nothing to do with it. It's not the thinker, it's not the hearer, it's not the feeler, it's not the doer, it's not the seer, it's not the taster, it's not the smeller. Yeah? All there is is smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, feeling. Going on and on and on and on and on and on. The mental condition called selfing places a noun where there's no noun to be found. Yeah? And that noun becomes the center of the interpretation. It's got a lot of time and room to riff, and there it goes. <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna know what's going on if you're not responding to it? You're reacting to what's not going on. Yeah? You're talking about all the effects of living in what's not going on, ruining what's going on. You're not even near what's going on. You are what's going on. You've been displaced into this really weird world of yesterday and tomorrow. And just look at the thought system. It values yesterday and tomorrow more than now. If it valued now, the thought system would stop. If it really valued now, right now, the thought system would come to a grinding halt because there's no need for it right now. Yeah? But to reinforce and to remember what I'm not, it's got to constantly be going on, thinking about me then and thinking about me there. Yeah? Speculating what could possibly happen to Paul if this knee doesn't get better in a year or two? What could possibly happen to me? And why that could possibly happen? Because this happened to me four years ago. And that's what started down and on. It's like got two it's like got two gears back and forward. Past, future. And there's just tire tracks on the now in a sense. <laughs> just giant big ruts. You know what I mean? And so, I'm really here, but here is just chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. Your whole thought system is full of it. There's no peace there. How, how could agitation ever be able to recognize peace? It would refer it back to its own agitation. So it would use peace to agitate itself even more. Doesn't it do it? I see it in spirituality all the time. Enlightenment, which means the cessation of all suffering, or let's say the cessation of all agitation, is being used to agitate people all day. Because they're not enlightened, they should be enlightened, they haven't done enough to be enlightened. They're enlightened! <laughs> the word that symbolizes the freedom from all that is being used to stoke it. You don't see the irony of it? It's just mind-boggling. I really want to have peace. No, you don't. Yeah, you'd like to have peace, but as a, as, as a sense of agitation, it, they don't go together. Yeah? They can only be remembered. Oh, I remember when I was in peace ten years ago. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Let's say you're feeling really good. How long does it last? All right, let's say you completed the mission of today at, by at like 835 
and 34 seconds a.m. You feel great. Does it last all day? 8.37, it's going downhill. 8.45, it's a runaway train. 8.50, you're calling your therapist. Hey, I need a, I gotta have a, can I get, can you see me today? <laughs> I gotta buy a giant something. To get, you know? And then 9.30, it breaks. Oh, you feel so great. And yet, the, t- the time demands it. Well, it's not going to be like this in about five minutes. <laughs> you feel like, oh, if I could only shrink it to this one second, I'd be really successful. I feel really good right now. But then there's another now, and another now, and another now, and another now. And everything is out of your control. It's very difficult to get the, all the balls lined up. And so, when you have it, it's, oh, great, let's just get oh. Goes on because time is like moving you, like one of those moving uh, sidewalks at the airport. You'd really like to stop, but there's no stopping. <laughs> That's what selfing is like. <laughs> selfing is like constantly moving, constantly agitated, moving to the past, into the future, to the past, into the future, and just never, never fucking stops. Even when you're asleep, you maybe have that one hour of everything gets shut off or deep sleep, but the dream states, everything's going crazy all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and so you want to find peace, but when you land there, it suddenly becomes unpeaceful, <laughs> and you don't get it. Every time, every time I go to the party, it sucks. It's, the party had the potential to be really good, but when you attend it, it sucks. <laughs> That's a dilemma. You keep inviting yourself to the party, and it's not a party. When you get there, ah, oh, shit, if I could only beat it before it gets, no? Wherever you go, you're taking this fucking idea of being you. So every past ideas are being pulled into this moment. Future ideas are being pulled into this moment. It's like a giant storage unit. Instead of like, like a running brook, it's like a fucking giant storage unit with pictures of water. <laughs> you know? But no sense of water. No living of it. And then we just tolerate it over time. And we look around, everyone else is sort of like being on a boat, and you're on the deck, and everyone has a big load of crap in their pants, and it stinks to high heaven, but no one really wants to point it out to anyone, because the other one has the crap, but everyone has it. And we're just looking around, playing, oh, this is such a great vacation. It stinks. No one wants to call. Well, they're not, they're not in heaven, that's all right. Then I can sort of tolerate hell. Then we want to move to like a part of hell that's one degree cooler than the rest of hell, like we're doing great. <laughs> you want to stabilize something that can't be stable. You know? You work those two weeks at the retreat and maybe that one minute, one second you feel so serene and peaceful. But it moves on. Yeah? The show keeps on going. And then you're attempting to try to stabilize that. Has it worked? No. Then you think, well, more will do it. So instead of a two-week retreat, it's going to be a three-month retreat. You think if you do it more, there'll be more of those moments on the line. Yeah? It's not on that fucking train of self-will. It's when you get off the train of self-will. Then you see the body is not stable. Yeah? Circumstances situations are not stable. Yeah? The mental conditions are not stable. The feeling or the emotional states are not stable. Nothing the hell is stable. You stop seeking stability there, and you rest in what's stable. 
Yeah? And then that what's stable lends some stability to the instability of this place. You travel lighter over it. Not by securing any foundation here, because everything comes to go. But your foundation is not of this place. Yeah? And it allows you to walk through this event a much lighter way. Yeah? The lightness that we need here isn't from this place. It's from the otherness, not the inness. Yeah? Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You have a distinct, different quality than an appearance. Yeah? You're what's perceiving everything. You are the seeing of everything. Not one thing that's been seen, but the seeing of everything. Not the one thing that's being seen, but the seeing of everything. And this all becomes possible, I truly believe, if you look at it in a certain, not, not a certain way, but this, the way it's worked with me is not dreaming of how it could be or, or, or what is, but what isn't. Question, are you the doer? Are you the thinker? Just let, put a little doubt in there and see what happens. Yeah? Because we're so sure on an, a very, very flimsy assumption. We're so sure that we very rarely look that way. We're always looking from it. Yeah? And we have such a surety, but it's false. Yeah? It's a mistake. This is a simple correction. The horse is, is put in front of the cart, not behind the cart. Yeah? We've got the cart in front, and we've got the horse as secondary, when it's the horse that pulls the cart. Yeah? What's seen cannot be seen. It's not a thing. What's hearing can never be heard. It's not, cannot be heard. It's not a note. It's not a frequency. It's not a sound. It's like unblemished awareness. Yeah? That's bringing about every experience and every non-experience, every attachment, every detachment is under that one very bright light. Yeah? of awareness. Yet it's not affecting the awareness whatsoever. This way works for me. It just works. I went to the talks where people would describe the loveliness of allness and this and that. But the dilemma I ran into, what I wasn't was entertaining what it was. <laughs> With the with the, the predestination of reinforcing the wasn't with the idea of the true was, yeah, what was gonna what the was wasn't gonna be recognized, the knower of the was was gonna be recognized. I would become the knower of the truth now, yeah. Which, in other words, I get the biggest share of the spotlight. God becomes secondary, and I'm the knower of God. Where a great master, Raman Maharshi, said to know God is to be God. Very quick. But in an interpretive mind, it's not like that at all. It's like to know God is to be a knower of God. Yeah? A knower of that as a topic, as a subject, as an object, in a way, actually. And I'm going to be the knower of it. To have that knowing of God in your hands means you're going to have a long stretches where you don't know God quite a lot. <laughs> 
you're really not going to know God at the most inopportune times in one's life. When you really need to know God, at that time, you're not going to know it. <laughs> you're going to be totally relying on the knower of God. <laughs> Who doesn't know squat. <laughs> and you'll see in its, in its true colors in a heavy situation. You'll see exactly what it's like. <laughs> if you hit your head, selfing stops because it's produced there. It's produced in the brain. If you hit your head on the bottom, your head, your selfing gets suspended <laughs> because the brain isn't producing it at that moment. It's it's having a the whole system is shut down and there's no selfing to be found. <laughs> there's no self to be found at all. And if it's if it's missing any at any one moment, you, I can guarantee you it's never been there for any moment. Yeah. If you see it vacant in any moment in one's life, you get the hint that it's never been there to begin with. Yeah. It was appearing to be there as long as what was make, producing the appearance was producing it. When I hit the head, it seems suddenly self stops. I don't remember on Paul or anything. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like this spiritual soul that's migrated to thousands of years of life. It's like a voice box on the body. When, when the body ends, the voice is ends. There's not going to be someone in your voice telling you that you just died when you died. <laughs> it's going to be kaput. You're never going to get the last message. All this, maybe the last message that ties all the messages of this life together, you're going to miss. You're going to be waiting for yourself. Am I dead? <laughs> there'll be no voice. I don't think this, there'll be nothing. Yeah. Because it's, it's an afterthought, and there'll be no after the death moment. Yeah? There is one, but not in time. So you will stop what you take, take yourself to be, and you'll be waiting for the interpretation of the stopping, and the interpretation stops with all of this. Yeah. It's never going to have the final say. Yeah. So the way it's happening with me is I lost interest in the self, because first I was trying to get out of self, as a self for years, or seemed to be the framing of it, yeah? So every practice I did was was meant to fail, basically, because it was me doing it, yeah? <laughs> Feeling of me was was a, a, an aroma, and every, every 12 hours of meditation, that aroma was there, that it was me meditating, yeah? So, all right, doing this, me doing service, me, 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 me. me. If the service happened and I wasn't there, as soon as it ended and it claimed it, no, I was the great servant. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was never there to begin with, but it claims it when it arises. So, so, so it failed. And then I heard this message, and before when it was failing, I always blamed me. You know, I never looked at the formula. I just said, I need to practice more. Or, I'm, not as, I'm not sincere enough, or I'm not you know, pure enough for something. Something had to do with me that was blocking me off from the sunlight and the spirit. I didn't see... I was seeing nothing, basically. Then I heard this message, and it was sort of like me standing in a room and my pants fell down. And for some reason, I didn't rush and pick them back up. I just sort of, what? I was stuck, sort of like, what? 
all this is pointless, and everyone's like, oh yeah, uh, well, <laughs> all right. So I said, all right, I'll walk around like this, see what happens. And it brought me to another meeting, I heard it again in a different way, and it was like, wow. I remember I walked in there, and I was listening to a lady, and I shared, I put my hand up, and I said, you know, I just had this, this hit that I walked in here thinking I was observing mental states, but from me, from what I really am. But then I just realized that was a mental state. <laughs> the, the feeling of being Paul is a mental state, observing other mental states, which is fucking pretty revelatory, really. You know? and, it's, and then the woman I was with never came back. We drove over from Marin to Berkeley to see this lady, but I came back the next two nights, and then that lady never came ever again. And whatever. I see as a long story. But I, I came back and then I just kept going to different meetings until I, you know, got a nice taste, read a couple of books, didn't pour over them, just read and I hit a statement in a book and it would hit slap me and I just stopped reading and just be sitting there going because it was questioning all of the, the, the rock solid assumptions that, that frame the way I live here, yeah. I mean, if they're touched, you see that paper mache-ish, but I never was, never even got close to touching them. So they, it was starting to fall apart, which can be scary, but it was like very, very uh, enlivening then, you know? And so I just entertained a few more. I had these bugs up my butt to go to India to see certain places where people live, like Ramana Maharshi and Nizagadada Maharaj, his two teachers. And then got that, and then something in my mind just started opening up, opening up, and it was sort of like an aperture that you just assume to be this way because it seems to be this way. Yeah, you just take it to be the way things are. Yeah, but it definitely can be altered, not by you, but it opens up. Yeah, or it can contract. And when it starts opening up, naturally you see more. Yeah? It's not like you. You weren't seeing, you were always seeing, but the, 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 uh, the sphere of seeing was quite limited by self-centeredness. It's like your incredible, uh, huge, beautiful view is framed, made into a very uh, small way of seeing called self-centeredness, yeah? So now you look at everything as how it pertains to you, which is a blindness to what you really are, you know? But so that lens started opening up, and so the seeing, I started seeing more, yeah. And then you start seeing, and then you be seeing, and the seeing has a flavor while you're seeing. While there's a really clear, like a clean awareness, it has a feeling. It, it intimates a sense, so to speak. And you start sensing, and they, some people give it the name of presence or whatever. But it's you're it. You're the generator of it. Yeah. So now the lens is opening up, and there's no stopping it. It can open up, open up. And so you were thinking it was about concentration and vigilance and this and that, but it's really more about disinterest and just relaxation, basically. Yeah? You're going to get closer to the goal by being disinterested as a goal, because it's not a goal. You are that, yeah? So when you lose interest in the goals, you get left with yourself, and that's what you've been looking for the whole time. Yeah? It's tricky, but that's what happens. It's you, you arrive right back where you were, but you would never have thought to go that way. Yeah? It's, you wouldn't have. You did, I, I couldn't. It never dawned on me. I had to hear it from some outside. And I heard it from outside at a meeting like this. I entertained it, and then... These things that I had hold 
dear for a long time, like an old Zen thing called Faith Mind. I've been, I had that since 1970. Really, every, all these things I had read in the past were now enlivened by the mind. The mind was seeing a reflection of itself in these incredible old statements like, what's looking is what you're looking for. You know, mind can't seek mind. Buddha can't seek the Buddha. Light can't seek light. Yeah? All those things made in a whole new way sense, a total sense. And what, after all said is done, it all distilled into one thing, like the last answer, basically. There's nowhere else. There's no need to go anywhere else. Yeah? You've reached right where the end of where you are and where you actually begin. Yeah? So that's the place where you put the ball down. You don't run depth in, in that side of the field. That's, you get placed there. Yeah? Grace. You don't run there. So you put the ball down and just entertain what's been revealed and more will be revealed. Yeah? And while it is, you won't even notice it because you won't be so interested in you anymore, but your life will get much lighter. Yeah? And you'll sense a presence where maybe you didn't feel that. Maybe you just were sensing the agitation up there, like the rats gnawing away. Now, you're not having a big battle of how to get into the moment and stay in the moment. You have a deep realization you can never be out of a moment. So what's the fucking point of trying to be here? <laughs> There's absolutely no point in trying to be where you already are. If, if you try to be where you already are, you're reaffirming this crazy idea that you may, you couldn't, you may not be here, which is total bullshit. Yeah. So you stop trying to get out of what you, you stop trying to get into what you can't be out of, and then with the idea of self, you start trying, you stop trying to get out of what you can't be in. Yeah. You stop trying to get into what you can't be out of, and then the idea of self, you stop trying to get out of that, because if you keep trying to get out of that. It's obviously the self trying to get out of self. Because when you recognize it's not you, it's very clear there's nowhere to get out of. Yeah? The solution informs you of the true nature of the problem. The true nature of the problem does not inform you of the solution. The solution is the information of the true nature of the problem and that it's, it is imaginary. It can only reach a level of seemingly so. It can only appear to be so, and it needs one huge quality to appear to be so. It needs a you to appear to be so, too. Yeah? Now, in the ignorance of identification itself, we are constantly playing the role of letting false evidence appear to, appear to be real to us. We are, all day, and we're driven by it. We're trying to seek relief from it. Yeah? But the relief isn't in that. The relief in this what's giving it the meaning of being real. Yeah? That, is, that is manipulated. That is structured. There's got to be a condition of mind for that transfer of meaning to occur. The mind has to forget what it is, which is the dreaming, and take itself to be the dreamt object. At that point, the reality now is, used, is lent to these things to give reality to them so that they will give, in return, reflect the reality of this. Yeah? The self becomes a true self, but it's necessary to have an other. Yes? An other. So, this gives meaning to things to get the meaning bouncing back to it as a thing. So, you're as real as real can be, and therefore I'm as real as real can be. Hallelujah! That's what I've been looking for. Yeah? 
And then suddenly, a lot of pitfalls come, a lot of unintended consequences, and we want to get out of it. Hey, just, I like to renege on this deal. I, you know, I want it to be special and unique, but I don't want to have a piece of my back on my leg and be fucking disabled the rest of my life. So, I want to renege. Well, then, the deal is already set. Now, every movement of getting, trying to get out of the deal is another form of being in the deal, because you're identified as a self. So you're trying to get out of self as a self, which will not, has never, will not, and doesn't work. Yeah? So it has you either going in or going out. Because every exit door on the other side is an entrance sign. <laughs> yeah, you're just going in and out, in and out, in and out. All your master plans to escape cannot take you out of an imaginary place. The escape is prior to the place, not after the place. The escape from the imaginary place is prior to the place, because prior to the place, it's seen as imaginary. After the place, it seems, it seems, it seems to be real. And of course, you want to get out of it, yeah? Which is a huge form of being in it. And maybe you'll seem to get out of it, only to get back in it again. And on and on and on it goes. Nothing stabilizes except the agitation. The agitation is stable. You're seeking when you're in it, and you're seeking when you're out of it. You're seeking, 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 seeking. The agitation is in place. That becomes the mental stability. It's agitated. Agitated, agitated, agitated. And we're living the effects of it. We're expressing the effects of it. You have a very peaceful night right now, and if you're not here, and which you are, but if you're not paying attention here, and you will be reacting to what's not happening. And fucking, you could be destitute next week. Yeah? And what, and it's not even destitute may be a great event, but the meaning your head will give it is a terrible event. And so the contraction is produced by the meaning you give destitution. Destitution is just destitution. But it, what it would mean to you to be destitute is the whack. Yes? You see a lot of destitute people. Are you trying to help them you know, the whole day? No. You don't even, sometimes you avoid them. You don't even want to see them. That's all right for them to be destitute. But me? Fuck no. Yeah. The self-centeredness, it's drenched in every freaking reference. Every freaking... Oh, it's going this way. It's all drenched in it. You see it in the, the, those movies. The person's dying, and the guy's or the woman's hanging over him. And she's and here's a guy. The last moments, and she's saying, "You can't do this to me. It's not about you, honey. I'm sorry. I'm dying. I'm passing away here. Bring me a Tibetan monk or something." It's, no, we have that date next week. What am I going to do? It's all so unbelievably referenced back to the person that it's not happening to. We don't see it. It's, we're drenched in it. That's why we don't see it. It's become the norm. You walk around, I'm walking around, and these young 12-year-old, 13-year-old girls are sitting there for 20 minutes taking pictures of themselves with a fucking phone. It's unbelievable. There's a, a flower that only blossoms once the whole year. There's blossoming over there. There's like a beautiful hawk comes by. No, no. It's just unbelievable. 
Now we got a, we got a, like an interactive mirror. We send our reflections to everyone else. Oh, how do you think I look today? Give me a fucking break. You know, it's insane. I saw this girl, very nice looking girl, 14, 14. Her attention did not leave that phone for like 10 minutes. Just was here, here. Like the, the Savior could have showed up since she wouldn't have gotten on the bus. It's just like, it's just like a, a, an absorption into what we're not. And, and it gets more and more neurotic and weirder the more and more it goes on. And now we have technology that's assisting it greatly. We're having quantum leaps into selfing now with the technology. People are sending pictures of their, you know, sexual parts and stuff. And fucking, you know, now they have one, an app where it only stays on for 20 seconds and then it erases it. Oh, great. I send my friend a picture of my ass or something. Jesus Christ. Isn't there something better to do? Maybe help someone else? I don't know. Just, I just think the mind, once it goes that way, and that becomes the momentum, it's going to get weirder and weirder, more and more neurotic. It's sort of like an animal eating its own tail. Yeah? The less and less it's filled up by all its activities, the more activities there will be. You know? I don't know. I'm so my whole life since I was about nine, I wanted to be out of here, and now I don't want to be out of here. All the while I thought I was here, and this is all there was. I wanted to be out of here. Now that I realize it's not true, I think it's fine. It's fucking great, really. Once I realized this, the Urban Renewal Project just was called off. I'm not trying to better myself much. I'm trying to better my knee. Maybe this, but I'm not definitely not trying to manicure my fucking spirit. <laughs> that needs no. That doesn't need any of my engagement. It's totally engaged right now in and as of itself. Yeah, it's like uh, well, yes. And so, what happens? What would happen if you just lost interest in self? I tell you, you would lose interest in time. For a period of time, you may have to see the, the incredible influence of time. But ultimately, you'll lose interest in it because you will realize this, no matter what's going on, overrides what's not happening. Yeah? It's just insane to, at this point where my interest and attention can be, uh, let's say, deposited into something, it's, more, it's usually deposited into a past event and a future event. Yeah? And this is the only place that keeps on giving, is this moment. Yes, so there you go. I'm stoked by it. I love these talks because I'd have to go somewhere else to hear it. I need to be reminded. It's important. I've never missed a meeting. I've been doing these things for quite a while. And I never attended a meeting either, which is great. Never missed it, never attended it. Because I really didn't like the idea of some guy being the, the source of the message who's only here once every once a year and the tickets start getting higher and higher as they get popular. You know, two hundred dollars, you know, to sit in a room and meditate with people, and the person comes in for five minutes and oh, I saw the teacher today. Yeah. No, man, I need them. I had it had to be more available right where I was. Yeah. 
keep replenishing it. That's what this satsang is. Satsang has been known for a long, long time, the association with the truth. It's healthy for us. You know? So, any questions tonight? No. <laughs> no. All right, I'll open the window again. Any questions? No. <laughs> no. No.